I want to talk today because I believe that you'll never truly enjoy life, never truly enjoy love, never truly enjoy what God has blessed you with if you don't know the value of what you truly own. How many know that if you can't be grateful for what you have and you're not faithful with what you have, how many know you can't step into the next level? All right? I've learned that many times where I'll be praying for God to move on something. Come on, someone's got to be with me on this. I can't be alone in this, all right? I'll be praying for something for God to do and God will show me what I have to be grateful for. <laughs> Are you with me? You're praying for more. Oh, pour it out, Lord. And he's like, look around you. You are standing in the middle of blessing. You are standing in the middle of what I've poured out already. I truly believe that. And so I want to dive into that today. I want to talk about value. Knowing the value of things, but I think it's directly connected to how we see ourselves. How can you value something if you don't know the value of yourself first? And a lot of us are, are walking around with broken value systems. You don't see who you are. You don't know the value on your life. You don't know the value on your calling. And that's why good ideas are good enough. That's why when someone brings something to your attention and it seems okay, you're like, all right, let's try it. Because you don't see the value on your calling. You don't see the value on your standards. You don't see the value of what Christ put on you. And so it's like, it's just a little sin. It's just a little dabble. It won't mess me up too much because you don't see the value of who you are in Christ. Because when Christ paid for you, he died for you, and he set you apart. You're no longer just another human being on the earth. You are God's chosen son or daughter. And so you better, you better get some different perspective on who you are in Christ. I believe that God is going to shape our perspective this morning. And just as we dive into what Christ has done for us, it's going to affect the way that we see those in our lives. So I want to talk about that because life is a journey. It's not a destination. I've learned this lesson. I'm trying to learn this lesson as I go through life. But I feel like sometimes I can get caught up in the destination and forget that it's a journey. I can get caught in where I'm going and forget to enjoy the process. I, I, I'll get so caught up in the goal that I forget that I got to enjoy the people around me as we take this journey and see the sights. I want to look around and enjoy it. And I wonder how many of us haven't enjoyed life yet because we haven't placed the, the right value on it. Your spouse will never be good enough because your kids will always be growing out of blank, right? Your friends will never be good enough. They'll never give enough, right? That church will never have enough to give you. Your job will never be good because your boss is always, everything, if we don't place the right value on things, we cannot truly enjoy where we are. But it all starts in how we see ourselves. I want to look at Romans chapter five, verse eight. I believe this is a beautiful picture and sets the context of who we are in Christ. Romans chapter five, verse eight, would you read it with me? It says, but God, showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Now there's three things I put in the note to know about God's love in this, in this passage. Number one, God's love is personal. God showed his love for us. 
You can put your name right in that blank. God showed his love for Elijah. God showed his love for Devin. God showed his love for Jason. Miss Blunt, the principal, Haywood. God showed his love for us. It's personal. You have to know that if you were the only person on this earth, God would still have done it. He still would have sent Jesus because he sees you. He loves you. His love is personal. And that's why this whole walk with Jesus can't be a religion thing. It can't. As soon as you get caught up in religion and ritual, you miss the whole point. Because God loved us. He didn't love what we do. He didn't love the robotics of religion. He didn't love an organization of church. He loves us. His love is personal. He can't help it. He loves you directly. The second thing I notice is his love is unconditional. Oh, what an amazing turn of events when we talk about love. How many are so grateful that God doesn't have conditions on his love for us? Because if he did, I'd be out. I'd be long gone, long time ago. Man, if there were conditions that I had to live up to something, good Lord, I would be done. But his love is unconditional. There is no, there's no point where you can get away from his love. The third thing I notice in this is that his love places value on us. His love places value on us. It's unconditional. He says that while we were still sinners, Christ loved us. Christ died for us. While we were still caught up in sin, Christ died for us. And he places value on us. I think about the story of the cross. And when you think about what Jesus did on the cross, you have to go back to the covenant that God made that directed that choice. I believe covenant is so overlooked, but it's so beautiful. And it directs our lives. God made a covenant in the Old Testament with the people of God. And with them, he made a covenant to be, right? He, he told the prophets, the Messiah will come to redeem, set free. And so now you fast forward thousands of years where Jesus comes to the earth. And now God sends his son to die. But that choice came out of the covenant he made before. And I think it's an example of how we are to live our lives. That when we choose to love, and we talked about the different types of love, and the love I'm talking about here is agape love. It's not a friendship. It's not a romantic love. It's not a family love. This is an agape love, God's sacrificial love that we choose with our will. And I wonder what would happen in your life if you decided, I'm going to make a covenant to love, to take on God's love that he has shown us. But it all goes back to value, to understanding who you are, to understand who Christ made you to be. And do you know that the value of something is based on what someone is willing to pay for it? How many ever grew up with um, the Thai Beanie Babies, the era did you have Thai Beanie Babies? Here's the bigger question. Do you still have Thai Beanie Babies, hoping that they'll come back someday? <laughs> and the tag protectors and all the things, right? And you need to make sure they're genuine. You looked up the little code thing, all the stuff. 
So we all remember that. And Thai Beanie Babies at their finest point in life were very valuable. I mean, there were some that were going for hundreds and thousands of dollars. And then all of a sudden, now they're just another stuffed animal in your bin. I mean, how many have tubs of Thai Beanie Babies, right? It's crazy. But the value is directly connected to what someone's willing to pay for them. So as soon as that value is, you know, I don't want to pay that much for Thai Beanie Babies, all of a sudden the value is gone. I think about the Super Bowl this year. And the Super Bowl, the tickets were going for 8000 around $8,000 a ticket. Once they were purchased, once the lottery was all done and everybody had their tickets, then people resold them on SeatGeek and all the places, and they sold them for $45,000. That's nuts. But value is, is, is based on what someone is willing to pay for. Can I tell you, you are so valuable because Jesus gave his life for you. He paid the ultimate price so that you could be free. He went to the cross and died and paid the ultimate price. So you have to understand, you are so valuable. You are so valuable. No matter what anybody says around you, you are valuable. So I want to talk to you, maybe those who have been in past relationships. And someone has marked you. And whether it's a romantic relationship, a relationship with family, relationship with someone that, that maybe spoke something into you or broke up with you because of a reason. Can I just talk to you that you can't place your value on what they said about you. You can't place your value on how they walked out. You have to know, and man, I'm just here to, to encourage somebody today, that Christ already marked you with a value. You can't be marked by those around you because you've already been marked with a price tag. You are priceless. God paid the ultimate price for you. I think about it like this. Um, they said, can you help me real quick? Come up here on stage with me. I want to do something really quick. To Sometimes what we do in life is we go around and we get into relationships and we, we go through seasons of life and it's like we all have sticky notes. And everywhere we go, we have opinions of people and opinions of, of things that we see on the outside. Because the Bible says that man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. But we can't help it. We look at the outside. And so let's say Lisi and me, we're hanging out. We're best buds, right? And let's just say something happens and we're no longer friends. And I'm like, Alicia, you know, really bothering me. All right. It was cool. We were having fun. And then all of a sudden, you started talking about how skinny I am. And in my brain, I'm a, I'm a big buff man. That's not cool. So you're, you're, really, you're really mean. And so we place, we place our opinion on people. Now, the problem is, us humans, we love to take on these things and they stick to us. And all our life, we have this happen. You get in a relationship, someone says, hey, listen, I've got to break up. This isn't working. You just, you do this thing that just really bothers me. And all of a sudden you have it marked on you. And your dad, maybe it's your dad, maybe it's a relationship with your dad. And he, he just tells you, you'll never be like me. You're never going to amount to anything. Never going to do 
what you need to do. Maybe someone walked out on you and now you're abandoned and now you carry that all day long. This is, this is how we walk around. We walk around with these opinions of what people think about us. And the problem is, is when they stick, they become your definition and then they become your price tag. And now every relationship you come into, you look at your price tag and say, well, what am I worth? Well, I'm not that great. Well, someone told me that I wasn't going to be that good. And what Christ wants to do is he wants to come in and say, I paid the ultimate price. I already put the price tag on you. And he wants to tear those things off and show you your value. Come on, come on, girl. Yeah, tear them off. And this is what happens when we come to Christ is now things don't stick. Now when people say, you know what? You're not good enough. You're like, no, no, no. Listen, Christ paid for me. I am priceless. And therefore, I'm worth something. I'm worth something. Stay, stay with me. Stay with me. Come on. Because we got to have some fun with this. Come here. Come here. Come here. Next relationship you go into, and they're like, you know, it's you, not me. No, Christ paid for me. Christ died for me. I'm enough. I'm enough. And this is the attitude we got to get is when we know our value, we start to not let the opinion of man determine how we see ourselves. Ooh, that's powerful. That'll preach. Is that my notes? That's in your notes now. We can't let disappointment, we can't let the words of others determine how we see ourselves because that value that we place on ourselves then becomes the value we place on others. And then you come into a relationship with someone and you're trying to make it work and you got all these price tags on you and you're saying, I'm not good enough. My dad said, and then, oh, you got people in your life. Okay, I see, I see how you're doing this. And that's the power of church, right? Because <laughs> then we come in and people remind us who we are. Like, no, 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 that's no, no, don't listen to him. He crazy. He crazy. Thanks. Give it up for Alicia. She's awesome. But this is what we do. We come into another relationship and we try to make it work with the price tag on us. And we're like, oh, I am not good enough. I'm going to try to fake it for the first little bit here and hopefully they won't see it. Dating's real fun, isn't it? Because you can go home afterwards. You can show up, be your best you, let your hair look all good, and you go home, it's like, wow, let it go, freedom. And you wear whatever you want to wear. Some of us, we can do this, but then when we get to the nitty-gritty relationship, we get into the commitment level where we're, and this is why, why church is, is different, because when you come into a body and a family, we, we say this, we do life together. What does that mean? It doesn't mean we just come to church together. It means we commit to one another. It means when you go through a rough time, I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to say, well, sorry, sucks to be you. When you get your life together, come back in. You know, commitment is saying, hey, we're going into the dirt together. You're crushed by that season. Let me get under there with you. Let me lift you up. Let me pray for you. Let me, let, me, let me get in with you. But when we don't know our own value, when we let the things stick to us. So I, I'm talking today because I believe there's somebody in this room that needs to get this and know that his love never gives up, never runs out. In fact, Corinthians says, it never fails me. And so when you come into a situation and someone tries to put a price tag on you, you say, his love never fails me. <laughs> it can't stick to me. I can't be stuck on those opinions anymore. Some of you today, you're going to get free from those opinions. And this is going to be you. You're going to be at the altar and all of a sudden the sticky notes start coming off. 
Oh, what my dad said about me doesn't matter anymore. Uh, what, what, what that person in that relationship said about me doesn't matter anymore. Well, those people were wrong because Christ died for me. And that value is what's sticking. Come on. You got to say it with me. Say, I am valuable. You got to know that. I am valuable. His love never fails me. His love is deep for me. I look at the story of Jacob. And I love this Bible story when he sees Rachel and he falls in love. And I think this is a great picture of what commitment looks like. Some of you know this story, but we're going to look into it today. Genesis chapter 29, verse 18. And it starts off by saying, Jacob was in love with Rachel. Jacob was in love with Rachel. And said, I'll work for you seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. That's what he said to Laban, her dad. And Laban said, it's better I give her to you than to some other man. Stay here with me. Verse 20 says, so Jacob served seven years to get Rachel. But they seemed like only a few days to him because his love for her. Jacob was in love with Rachel, so he pursued her and made a commitment to pursue her. But love was driving him. And I want to ask you a question today. Have you placed value on what you currently have and what you're working for? Because I believe that when you start to understand your value and what God put on your life, then you start to look around and see what has God blessed you with? That life is not a curse. That God has given you some things in your hand to number one, steward, and then to number two, work for. Again, it's not a destination, it's a journey. But there's some things in your life right now that God has put in your life to steward. There's something you gotta strive for, but my friend, there's something you gotta steward right now. There's something in your hands you gotta go after. I, I believe this is how Jacob was. When he saw Rachel, he said, I love her. I want her. And he went to her, her dad and said, hey, come on. I, I want to marry your daughter. And his dad put a price on her because how many, how many dads in the room, you know, there's not a price tag high enough that I, you can put on your daughter. Try to date my daughter. I dare you. Go ahead. Go ahead and try. But I believe that this is a game changer is when we start to look at what's around us and start to look at what God wants us to pursue and we put a value on it that we say, no matter what it takes, I'm gonna work for it. I wonder what God has put in your heart and your spirit that God wants you to chase and pursue. And when you see the price tag, it can be scary. Seven years for a relationship. And yet Jacob said, I love her so much, I'm gonna go after her. I love her so much, I'm going to work and make this thing happen. And then you read more into the story and notice that after seven years, he gave her the wrong daughter. He gave her the, the firstborn. And when he woke up and realized, oh, wow, this is the wrong daughter, then he was like, hey, what happened? I worked seven years. And Laban said, all right, listen, it's not right for me to give you the younger daughter, so I had to give you the older daughter first. And then he took the younger daughter you got to read the whole story. It's crazy. Then he said, all right, work another seven years and you can get Rachel. Now, how many would quit by then? 
All right? Look at that. 14 years? You're going to work for this thing? But can I tell you, when God puts value on you, and you understand the value of what you have in your hands, and you understand the value of what God's calling you to chase and to pursue, that you will work day and night to get that thing accomplished. Because you know, that's where I'm headed. That's where I'm going. That's what I'm after. And nothing else matters. And so, I want to ask you, have you placed value on what you currently have? Christ loved you so much, and, and when all of a sudden this, this stuff starts falling off, we start to look around and we understand that God has put things in our hand. And I want to encourage you to take another look. Take another look at what you have. Take another look at who you have. Take another look at your home. Take another look at your job. Take another look at what's in your hand, what's in your talent. And let love drive you. It's all about being grateful. Amen? How many know it's so easy to be ungrateful? It's such a pursuit to be grateful. It's such a pursuit to look at life and say, all right, I am going to be thankful for where I am and what I'm doing. A lot of times I can get caught up in the game of not yet. Or not yet there. Or not yet. And if we had, if we had this, then... How many get and get in that game? Well, if I had that person in my life, then I, I would be that person to them. You know, I'm just waiting for God to send me the right person. And a lot of times it's in our pursuit that we, that what we're stewarding and pursuing now determines the outcome of where we're going. But we got to choose to be grateful now. Gotta choose to be grateful now. It's a choice. Ah, oh, God is good. It's a choice. It's a choice you make every day. I think about this in our marriage. When you make a covenant with somebody and you say, I will never leave you. And the good and the bad and the ugly. It's a covenant that we make that directly um, steers our choices. That because of my covenant I made, now every day I get up and I choose to love. Does that make sense? What we put covenant on directs our choices. As some of us in the building, we need, to, we need to make covenant with the Lord today. You need to make covenant with the Lord today. Say, all right, here's what I'm choosing to pour into. Here's what I'm going to choose to love even when it doesn't feel like I want to. Even when it's hard, I make a covenant with my life. And this is how we treat our relationship with God. This is how we treat our relationship with others. This even goes into the whole dating scene. Sometimes we can get caught up in the dating where it's like, you know, you date to get instead of date to leave the other person better than when you found them. I've been in some crazy relationships and the dating scene was not my favorite time of my life. 
But, but there was a lot of times where it had been very easy to pour dirt on that person's name afterwards. Or to be like, you know what? Let me tell you some things. You want to know some details? I got some things. But I believe that God, when we, we put value on ourselves, we understand the, the weight of our opinions. Because how many know that, that if, if someone doesn't know the value they have in Christ, that these things stick? This is why it's so important that we know the value because when we start to give away that encouragement, we start to give away that place of love, we can build people up with our words instead of tear them down. We can give value to somebody and, and instead of taking it away. But I believe that God is calling you and us, and I think this is a question we, we have to, to process with is what value are we placing on what we have? And what value are we placing on where we're headed. We have to choose to love, choose to commit, choose to love on what he placed value on. I believe that Christ, when he came to die for us, made a covenant they directed his choices. And I wonder who in this building today, you came in and you know that God is calling you to commit. I don't know what that looks like for you. If it's a commitment to serve him and follow him, if it's a commitment to go deeper in the things of God, if it's a commitment to a relationship to say, you know what? I need to choose love right now. If it's a commitment to the calling of God on your life, where you say, it's looking hard, it's looking like there's gonna be some tough days ahead, but today I choose to step in knowing the value God placed on there. Here's what I believe, that God is going to break our hearts for what he's placed value on. That when we see the next generation, when we see those that are serving as first responders, when we see those in education, all those that God has called us to serve and love, when we see them through Christ's eyes, God places a value on them that's above what the world places on them. And then we start to be the carriers of value that we give away. I want to pray today that God would break our hearts and, and take us to that place where we understand who we are in Christ. Because you can't commit what God has called you to until you know without a shadow of a doubt who you are in Christ. I want to pray that over you today, that today you can stand when the devil tries to whisper in your ear and tell you you're not good enough or tell you you need to give up. You can say, God has already blessed me with everything that I need. And today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it to choose to be grateful. And when life tries to steal your joy, and you can tell them, God has already put a value on me. God is my portion. God is my portion. I am where I am at because of what God has already done. But I'm not done yet. Here's what I believe. I believe your story's not done yet. There's people that are going to come into your life that God's going to call you to love and commit to and do life with. They're going to make you better. They're going to be the ones like Alicia 
taken sticky notes off of me. <laughs> what a picture of what God wants us to do with each other. What a picture of commitment. When I commit to you, it's in the good times, yes, when you're helping me. But it's in the bad times too, when I'm taking sticky notes off of you. And when we truly understand our value, then we come together. Marriages work out. The way we raise our kids is different. The way we show up to our job is different. Why? Because we see what we have and this value on it. I wonder what today God wants to transform the way you look at your life. To build something that lasts. I could have everybody stand to your feet with me. I want to pray today for you. Maybe some of you have come in and literally you have price tags all over you and you know exactly the names of the people who gave them to you. You can look back. Maybe some of you don't even know who gave it to you. And you're just like, I don't know why I think this about myself, but I'm not good enough. I carry this chip on my shoulder. I'm, 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 I have such low standards when it comes to friendships and relationships and people that I let in my life, those that I let speak into me. Because can I tell you that your value will affect who you keep in your inner circle who you let speak over you? Some of you, you're just, you came in here today and you're worshiping God, but you know who you are. You know the value that God put on you. I believe that can directly affect the way that you commit whether you love, whether you serve others, whether you are alive in Christ. And so today I want to pray for freedom. I believe that God is causing freedom in this room already. That even as we talked, and have, as you saw those post notes fall, already God's starting to shift the way you think about yourself. God's starting to put a confidence in you to know who you are in Christ. 